Hi, friend. Welcome to the Curly Conversations podcast, where we talk about all things curly. From tips and tricks on how to care for and style your curls, to the realities of what it's like to live with and work with curly hair. More importantly, we discuss the conversations that are had by curly people surrounding the twists and turns that come with having curls, and we hold nothing back. I'm your host, Monique Harrison. I'm a natural texture expert, a hairstylist of almost 17 years, and your curly hair coach, Bestie. I'm also a curly girl who has spent many years learning about and embracing the curls that grow out of my own head. By sharing what I've learned throughout my career, my experiences as a curly person, along with the conversations I get to have with other curly friends out there, my hope is that you'll leave this time together encouraged and inspired by what you hear. So whether you're new to embracing your natural texture, you're a seasoned pro who's been rocking your curls for a while, or you're someone who just wants to learn more about the world of curls, this podcast is here for you. You'll be sure to leave our time together with some insight, tools, and guidance as you navigate through your own unique journey. So wherever you find yourself listening, I'm so glad you're here, and let's get chatting. Let's have some curly conversations. So what's with the curly girl method, or the CGM as it's most commonly referred to? Something that curlies love to chat about online is the curly girl method. Online or with each other, it's always like, do you do the curly girl method? Do you do the curly girl method? It is everywhere. So what about you? Do you love it? Or do you hate it? In this episode, we're going to dive more into the CGM and if there is a one-size-fits-all formula that works for the diverse range of curly people out there. We're also going to chat a little bit more about why so many curlies turn to online sources and I'm just going to share my thoughts a little bit about the CGM method and whether or not um, it's something that I turn to. So what is the curly girl method and why is it so controversial? Well, for a little backstory, the curly girl method is a hair care regimen that was popularized by hairstylist Lorraine Massey in her book called Curly Girl, the handbook. It's primarily intended for people with curly or wavy hair types who want to embrace their natural texture and improve the overall health and appearance of their hair. Now, the core principles of the Curly Girl Method involve avoiding harsh sulfates, silicones, and drying alcohols that are commonly found in many hair products. It really puts an emphasis on using gentle, sulfate-free cleansers or co-washing, which is using conditioner to cleanse, cleanse your hair, avoiding heat styling tools, and promoting moisture retention through the use of deep conditioning, leave-in conditioners, and styling products with natural ingredients. Now, being mindful of the natural, the products out there that are saying they are completely natural, unless they're going into the fridge, friend, they are not 100% organic or natural. But truly, the Curly Girl Method encourages techniques that are focused on things like scrunching, to enhance curl formation and reduce frizz. Now, while the curly girl method has gained a huge following and it often comes up in conversation among curlies, 
with mostly positive feedback from those who have seen improvements in their hair's health and their curl definition, it doesn't come without some controversy. The method suggests that we should avoid certain ingredients like silicones, which can create a barrier on the hair shaft. However, there's an ongoing debate about whether silicones are actually harmful or if they can be beneficial for certain hair types or for the final desired results that you're looking for with your style. For example, if you decide to straighten your hair sometimes and you use a spray, a flat iron spray on your hair to protect your hair from heat, well, the silicone that's in that product is a good thing because it's going to protect the heat, like the heat from the flat iron or the curling iron to directly touch on your hair. Now, yes, will that silicone then prohibit water from getting back in when you're going to wash your hair again? Yes, and there are things that we can do to remove that buildup or remove that silicone barrier that's on there. If you haven't had a chance to listen to last the last episode, I believe it was episode two, we talked a little bit about clarifying cleanses and clarifying shampoos. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to the episode, go back and listen to that. But then if you're using something with silicones in it, such as a flat iron spray, then you would want to go back and use a clarifying cleanse to remove that silicone off your hair, then to get the water back in. Now, some say that the Curly Girl method involves a multi-step routine and the use of specific, and I'm putting that in air quotes, specific products, but that might end up being time consuming or quite expensive for some individuals. So this is why it's led to some criticism that the method is not really accessible to everyone, particularly those with limited time or resources. The thing is, your hair is unique to you. And I will shout that from the rooftops and forever. And what works for other curly friends might not work for you. Having a specific method to follow and trying to do the exact same thing as others in the exact same way they are doing it can often lead to frustration or disappointment when your desired results are not achieved. It's always important to remember, friend, that controversies surrounding the Curly Girl method and really anything if you want to think real deep stem from differing opinions and experiences of each individual. And ultimately, the method's suitability and the effectiveness can vary from person to person. Each of us will adapt to it according to our own unique needs and preferences. But the foundations will never change. At the end of the day, experimentation and finding what works best for you is crucial and will ultimately be what brings you success. Now, there are so many things to read, so many things to listen to, so many things that we see that, you know, confuse us, really. But so many curlies turn to online sources for information um, after traumatizing haircuts or not getting to see a specialist. If you have curly hair, you already know and have an idea of what will or won't work for your hair. Over the years, I have heard countless stories from people who sit in my chair about having traumatizing haircuts. Heck, I've had traumatizing haircuts. 
and the traumatizing haircuts these traumatizing haircuts have made them avoid visiting hairdressers for years honestly i might have been the stylist at some point that perhaps gave a traumatizing haircut so if you're someone that's listening listening i'm just putting it out there i am so very sorry about that historically the beauty industry has mostly put a focus on promoting straight hair as the ideal standard of beauty now this lack of representation and understanding of curly hair in the mainstream media has left so many curly haired individuals feeling insignificant or that their hair is not proper. It's so funny, I, uh, I was wearing my hair in a little tiny, tiny ponytail for a few weeks. Actually, I still go back to it because sometimes you just want your hair off your face, right? And I had my hair pulled back and it was interesting how the reactions of people who were so used to seeing the curls out now pulled back had a had a very different reaction to me one of those people or two of those people were actually my parents which i'm going to share the little bit of story and so i had my hair pulled back and i mean i'm still doing the earrings still doing my makeup and you know had a headband on but my mom one day looked at me and she was like, so are you going to keep wearing your hair like that? And I was like, why mom? Why do you ask? You know, and I kind of already knew where this conversation was going, but I just wanted to just kind of see what side of the coin she, she was coming from. And I said, why, why, why do you ask? And she made a comment saying that because of my my job and and my, my profession that I shouldn't have my hair pulled back in a ponytail and you know it made me laugh and then of course we got into the conversation about how society you know tells tells curly people that you're more professional if your hair is straight these are the conversations that I know are had because they are had in my chair they're had amongst my curly friends and it's just so interesting that people tie our hair to our professionalism or to our business. I was like, to my mom, I was like, I'm still Monique. Like, I'm still the same person, regardless of whether my hair is slicked back with a ponytail or it's out curly and free. It doesn't matter. You are still who you are, regardless of what your hair looks like. And man, I'm on a mission to break that conversation. I don't know if I'll get there, but... If I can just convince one other person out there to start thinking different, then, then I think my job is done. So because these online platforms provide a space where curly people can find like-minded individuals and share their experiences and access information that is specifically tailored to their unique hair type, more and more people are turning to online server, online platforms, which aren't bad in and of itself. We just got to be careful of the comparison and the um, making sure that you are speaking to someone that has experience um, with curly hair. Because working with curly hair does require specific care techniques and products that do differ from those that are used for straight hair. However, many hair professionals receive limited training, and that's the truth, on how to properly care for and style and cut curly hair. 
This seems to be changing as of late because more and more people are getting interested in embracing their natural texture. So we are seeing more and more stylists that are seeking out education. But truly, unless your stylist is seeking out training beyond hair school, there's a knowledge gap that leaves individuals with curly hair seeking alternate sources of information, which are the online communities that offer access to the experts and stylists and fellow curl enthusiasts who can share their own experiences and tips and recommendations for curly hair care. Another great thing about the online space is that since traditional um, retail stores often have a very limited selection of products designed for curly hair, it can be really challenging to, to determine which ones will work best for you and your individual needs. So in the online space, getting to converse with others and share product recommendations and reviews and ingredients analysis, if that's what you're into, it really allows individuals to make more informed choices and discover products that might cater specifically to their curl type. Also, one of the most, what I believe is one of the most significant advantages of turning to online sources is flat out the sense of community that they provide. Online curly hair communities, they have a, such a supportive and inclusive environment where individuals are sharing their hair journeys, they're seeking advice, and they're finding encouragement. It's like this virtual camaraderie that helps combat the feelings of isolation and really empowers individuals to embrace their natural textures with confidence. It's become a valuable resource for individuals with curly hair that provides them with that supportive community and expert advice. Now, I just did the expert advice in air quotes because I want to bring an emphasis that if this is a group that is predominantly just a bunch of curly people who are not professionals, who are not beauty pros, I would encourage you to take their product recommendations um, and routines and stuff with a grain of salt, right? Because oftentimes there are no pictures being shown. So you've got a wavy trying to be doing the same techniques and products that a curly is doing. And sometimes those products are often those products are a little bit more heavier than what a wavy might need. So it's just being mindful, like having the conversation, but I will always encourage you to take it back to a beauty pro who has been trained with working specifically with curly hair. But overall, online sources provide, provide you with that support you're looking for and a space for empowerment and self-expression and education. And it really does give you that encouragement to embrace and celebrate your natural hair with confidence and with pride. Nothing is going to be better than sitting down with a beauty pro and discovering what will work best for you and for your lifestyle. So I can really talk to both sides when it comes to the curly girl method. On the one hand, I believe it can be really helpful when you are first learning about your natural texture and first learning about how to um, wash and style your hair in a way to give you that hydration and to give you those juicy curls that you're after. The system really provides steps 
that are a great start when beginning to work with your hair and just working like learning how to manipulate it in a way that to bring you the results you're looking for but on the other hand I do feel like it opens up doors for restrictions and rules when it comes to styling your curly hair. You know, when clients sit in my chair and they talk to me about they're doing A, B, C, D, E, F, and not to say that we don't go through steps as well, but sometimes it's it's like they are so focused on something that is not what's going to quite work for them. Like they literally say, this doesn't work for me, but it's what the CGM method said to do. And so that's where we come into tweaking it. Because personally, I'm not a fan of rules when it comes to styling your hair, because each individual is gonna have a different way to do it and how they go about styling it for the results they're looking for. Also, different factors um, come into play for your end results, such as the amount of time you can give to styling your hair, and also what season you're in. Temperature-wise and life-wise, some people have more time to spend to do certain things like finger coiling. I don't do finger coiling. <laughs> uh, it just takes too much time, right? But I do have clients that will do the finger coiling or specific brush styling, right? So some people just like to fan their fingers through their hair with their product and go. Um, so it really, like I said, it, I do think the guidelines for the CGM method offers an excellent start, but I will forever be an advocate for finding what ultimately works best for you and to not be so regimented. Because the thing is too, your hair will change over time. So for me, it will always come back to knowing the foundations of what your hair needs and how you want your hair to look. And ultimately that's what's gonna determine the method that you choose to follow. I think that you can take the basics and just make it your own. So instead of calling it the curly girl method, call it like, I don't know if your name is Sabrina, the Sabrina, the Sabrina method or the Jacqueline method. Um, it's just going to be a whole bunch of trial and error, my friend. So now that we talked about the curly girl method and how you can make it your own and touched a little bit on the online services and sources that you can go to for that support, I want to offer you three basic foundations or basic things that I like to go by when it comes to taking care of your hair. So number one, use a good quality shampoo, preferably one without sulfates, but one that has bubbles. This whole co-washing movement Honestly, it's just not something that I'm a fan of. I have seen time and time again, the buildup that occurs on a person's hair and scalp by not properly cleansing this type of product out of the hair. And not to mention that the people that are typically doing co-washing have no business doing a co-wash. Yes, if you are a wavy person out there listening, I'm talking to you. In an effort to help with dryness, so many wavies buy into the promise that a co-wash will make their hair curlier, but it often doesn't. And it might actually weigh your hair down more. Of course, if you're a wavy listener and you are co-washing and it works for you and you absolutely love the result that you're currently getting, then I love that for you. But if you're co-washing and your hair is feeling weighed down, I challenge you to do one, or maybe a few clarifying cleanses. Then give your hair and head a good scrub 
with a sulfate-free foaming shampoo. With so many of my own wavy clientele, once we remove the buildup that has occurred as a result of long-term co-cleansing, and we give their hair and scalp a good cleanse with a shampoo that has bubbles, it never fails for me to hear, Monique, my hair feels so much lighter. So I challenge you, friend, if you're feeling weighed down with your hair, give yourself a good cleanse with a nice sulfate-free foaming shampoo. Number two is to use a good quality conditioner and a silicone-free conditioner is recommended. Because silicone is the same ingredient that is in plastic, when we're using a, uh, a conditioner that has silicone in it, it's gonna coat your hair and then it's gonna hinder the water from penetrating in. But remember, there are no rules here. So using silicones as part of your hair care routine at some point isn't necessarily bad. It's just that it's going to create a coating on your hair. So when we're going back to wash day, then we want to ensure that we are removing that silicone off of your hair by way of a clarifying cleanse. And then water will be able to get back into your hair. Number three is find products that will support the look, the longevity, and the health that you want for your hair. This means if you are someone that likes to blow dry your hair sometimes, then I encourage you to have a heat protectant on hand. If you are someone that is blow drying your hair sometimes and using that heat protectant, which most likely has some silicone in it, be sure that you have a clarifying cleanser on hand as well. And also don't forget those mask deep treatments. Depending on where your hair is at and what it needs, can you determine how often to do a mask treatment? I like to encourage at least once a month. Sometimes people do more but ensure that you have a mask treatment as part of your hair care routine. The name of the game is consistency and simplicity, friend. I promise, forever and always, pinky swear. And always just find what, what works best for you and for the look you're trying to achieve. So that's it for today. I am so glad that you hung out with me for this conversation. And whatever way you choose to wear your hair today, I hope that you enjoy it. Bye for now. Thanks for being here, friend, and for being a part of today's conversation. I love meeting you here and getting the opportunity to chat with you. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all the details of today's episode to help you dive deeper into what we chatted about. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss out on any of our future conversations. And hey, if you know someone who you think would enjoy these chats, I'd be so grateful if you would share it with them too. If you'd like to get in touch with me to let me know what you thought about today's episode, or if you'd like to share any topics that you'd like to hear a discussion about on the podcast, feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram at Momo Headspace. That's M-O-M-O-H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. And don't forget to tag me when you share your favorite episode on your stories. So I can send you a friendly high five through the screen. It's always so wonderful to connect with fellow curly friends out there. I look forward to hearing from you and I'm so excited to chat with you next time and have some more curly conversations. Bye for now.